True joy only comes from Jesus. And it's not just an outward, natural happiness that we experience. It's a deep satisfaction within our souls of knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we have to share that joy with others. Welcome back to Unspeakable Joy Podcast with your host, Joy Sixtos. I am thrilled to be back with you today. Took some time off as I was ministering last week to our youth at Good News Church in the Victoria, Texas area. That was a complete honor and privilege to do so, but it's good to be back with our podcast audience this week. I hope you've had a wonderful couple of weeks. I hope you've enjoyed the goodness of God wherever you live across the state the country, or even the world. Thank you for being a faithful listener to this podcast and to what God has for our hearts even today. I'm excited about today's episode. I just wanted to be an encouragement to you, especially along the lines of the fact that you are love. You know, throughout our lives, we have always gotten different messages from people, from our own mind and thoughts from the media, from different friends, family, and even from the devil and from God on how we are supposed to be, how we're supposed to act, on how we are loved or not loved, how people's expectations of us should shape us, and how the world should shape us. But I'm here to encourage you and tell you today that none of that matters in a sense. Uh, Of course, we know that people's encouragement of us and steering us on into great things for God and, you know, pushing us into righteousness, that is important. Anything and anyone that mentors you, whether it's pastoral leadership, mentors, godly counsel, their words, their counsel, their love, we should take into consideration and our family and friends to a degree. But overall, that is not important compared and mirrored to the love of God towards us. And that's what I wanted to discuss today that you are loved. Some of this stems from, you know, things that I've experienced in my life personally, and along with others and friends and counseling others. But even in regards to a book I've been reading recently by Lisa Turkhurst. Many of y'all may know her as a woman's uh, minister and leader, especially spearheading the ministry Proverbs 31 ministries. And I've been reading a book um, by her recently, and it's called Uninvited, Living Love When You Feel Less Than, Left Out, and Lonely. If any of you can testify to those emotions and those feelings, just say yes and amen. I know I can say yes and amen. And throughout life, we go through a lot. Like I said, different stimuli, different things that rise up or situations that cause us to think a certain way. And if we dwell on those thoughts and meditate on those things, especially if they are negative, if they are doubt, if they are anti-faith and anti-God, then that can really hurt us and make us feel less than unloved, uninvited, left out, and lonely. But when we push that aside, when we take that thought, take those lies is really what they are and bind them up and cast them out and even submit those thoughts to the obedience of Christ according to his word and say no this is a lie the word of God is true his ideas about me his thoughts about me his love for me is true then we know that the truth of God's word comes in comes into our mind into our hearts into our lives and sets us free and sets us on the right path to know that 
you are loved. So I want to encourage you today that you truly, truly are loved. So sometimes we do. We feel unloved. We feel unwanted. We don't feel beautiful. We don't feel worthy. And, uh, you know, a lot of this may be similar to what you've heard before, a reminder in a sense. But I believe that God wanted to speak this to you and over you today. Sometimes you may feel unwanted, uneducated, uh, not adequate enough, not talented enough, not linguistically speaking talented enough, you know, maybe not a good orator or a good speaker. But you know what? God's love through you gives you the ability to do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And so some of you may say, yes, Joy, I have felt those things that you're talking about. I have felt unloved. Some of you may have been loved for different reasons, for different circumstances, and in a way been hurt. And more so I'm talking about people that have gone through divorce, separation, these types of things. And I can imagine that those things hurt. It's a ripping apart of a covenant of love. It's a ripping apart of a family. Trust has been broken. Many things come into play. And so you may feel unloved. You may feel unwanted. But I tell you what, God's word reminds us over and over again that we are loved and we are wanted. And so this book has really been a ministry tool even to me. And I know it has been to millions across the country as it is a New York Times bestseller. If you have a chance to purchase it, I encourage you to do so. Or they also have audio versions of this book available. But this book has just reminded me that no matter what, no matter how we may feel at moments in our life for various reasons that we are loved. And I wanted to encourage you to even take time today, this afternoon, this week, in the next couple of weeks to encourage yourself with God's love. God's love most evidently is shown to us through his word. And we refer to that as his word, but is actually the Bible. From cover to cover, it is filled with the love of God for us because it talks about Jesus. It talks about his life, his love, even in the Old Testament times, prophetically speaking, and throughout the New Testament times. His love is evident towards his people in actual ancient biblical time periods. And now it's relevant to us as well in New Testament times. And I tell you what, as you dive into the scriptures and the word of God, you see time and time again, God's love on display. So his love is for us first and foremost through his word. And then we know that his word also became flesh. If you study that out, if you get the revelation, you know that that is Jesus Jesus Christ became the word, God himself, in flesh, mankind. He became the word unto us, living, breathing, existing like we exist, even enduring every temptation, everything that is common to man. He also endured it, but he did not fall into temptation. He was the perfect son of God. And he exhibited God's love completely, 100% towards us. You know, I was thinking about that earlier and thinking, you know, of the time where he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and it was leading up to the crucifixion and the time of the cross, the resurrection, everything. His love did not stop at the cross. Sometimes people, oh, you know, the cross and Jesus hung for me. He died for me. He endured the shame and the pain and, you know, took my sin upon him and his love ended there. It did not. It went further. It went to the resurrection. And even then, God's love did not end at the resurrection. 
When he ascended into heaven, when Jesus went to be back with the Father, seated in power and glory in the right hand of the Father God, his love did not end there. God sent his love towards us. John 3.16 is a primary well-known scripture about that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So his love came, but his love was still evident because one reason he left us the Holy Spirit. That's another part of himself, his being, his spirit being to lead us, guide us, counsel us, strengthen us, give us the words to say as we minister God's love to others and subsequently others minister to us as well. Our pastors love us. Our brothers and sisters in Christ love us. Family, friends, co-workers even. You are loved. So when the enemy comes against you like a flood and like even people were tempted or tormented with ungodly demonic spirits for various reasons, whether it's just the enemy bothering you and tempting you, or if we have opened a door to Satan to come in and allow those lies to come in like a flood and we haven't stopped them at the door of our mind. We haven't stopped them at the door of our heart. If we have allowed those thoughts to be entertained within our mind, then yes, they will overshadow. They will make us feel uninvited, unloved, less than, left out, and lonely. But that's where we have to stop them with the word of God and with the truth. Now, you may say, Joy, I have gone through difficult situations. Some people, unfortunately, are molested or raped or go through divorce or situations like that or go through actual persecution that involves physical abuse, verbal abuse, all these different things. I hear you. I can imagine that that is terrible. But remember, too, that Jesus suffered persecution, physically speaking, because he was beaten, his beard was ripped, his back had 39 stripes, all these different physical things he went through. And he was also verbally mocked and put to shame unjustly because he was a just God. He was a perfect God. But his love was still evident through that. So even if you've gone through difficult, difficult circumstances difficult verbal abuse that has been fledged against you. I just want to encourage you beyond that God's love is for you. It is a hundred percent perfect, a hundred percent pure. He has promised, he swore, even the Bible says in one scripture, he swore against himself. He can swear with no other because he is God. But he is 100% love. He's 100% perfect and pure love that is extended to you. And that love can heal those wounds, those scars, those things that you feel have changed the trajectory of your life. And it has changed your life in a sense. But God can bring and restore his love to you where even in the future, if you are led to do so, you can love again. You can love a spouse again. You can love family members again. You can forgive. I've heard of certain situations where drastic things have been done in that sense. And the victim can go up to the person that was the perpetrator or the person that caused the pain and actually look them in the face, shake their hand, and with the power of God and the love of God that they've experienced and that has healed them, tell that person or those people, I forgive you and I love you with the love of God. I tell you what, 
that takes a lot of strength, a lot of guts, a lot of gusto. But with God's love, we can do it. So brothers and sisters, today, this past week, if you've been feeling unloved and less than, I want to remind you, God loves you. He sent Jesus, he sent his word, he sent his spirit, and he sent the network of people that you have around you to show you his love. I want to encourage you to remind yourself of God's love for you. Open your Bible to scriptures about God's love. Google scriptures about God's love for you and meditate on those scriptures. I've had times in my life, you know, small things have come up um, and, and in ways I have felt in love. I have felt unworthy for certain situations and circumstances or left out. But I have to, you know, remind myself and speak with godly counsel. And my mother is my greatest mentor. Praise God for godly moms that offer good godly counsel. But I've had to speak to people and share my heart with them and share what I'm experiencing or feeling or thinking at the moment. And because of the revelation of God's love towards me, I've been encouraged and said, you know what? That's true. That is a lie. That is not God's word over me and I have to walk in God's love and so he just reminds us that we're fearfully and wonderfully made that we are worthy of his love that he died for our sin he died that we could have everlasting life with him he gave his life up as a ransom on his own I was worthy of his blood you were worthy of his blood I literally take the scripture that We were the joy set before him. And because of that, Jesus endured the cross. I literally get the privilege of taking that scripture at basis. And I say, I was the joy set before him. That's how much Jesus loved me. We have to remind ourselves too that his love goes beyond even our education or lack thereof. The world and society will tell us, well, you are only worth something if you have an education. You're only worth something if you're a certain skin color or a certain background or financial status, but that is not true. While an education and things do help us in a sense in the world, in our professions, that is not based off of who we are. Who we are is, first of all, beautiful people created by God. What does the Bible say in Psalms? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are loved with an everlasting love. You are worthy of God's love because you are his creation made in the image of God. And nobody can take that from you. When you have accepted Jesus into your heart, you have accepted his love and his love is all that matters. It covers a multitude of sin. It builds you up. It sustains you. It reminds you that you even have the mind of Christ. You are intelligent. You are part of Jesus. You are part of God. You were birthed from his heart. He knew you in your mother's womb before the foundation of the world, before the world was even created. He knew you. Can you say that right now? God knew me before he even created the world. I wanted to, to share something with you too. For some of you that know this, you, you already know this about me, but I wanted to share and remind you that of all of creation, since time began several thousand years ago, we know that he created the heavens and the earth. We read about it in Genesis. And he created everything outside of the earth and underneath the earth. And 
you know, the heavens and the stars. And now with technology, we know that he created this galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, and other galaxies that are light years away. It's fascinating if you ever get to read up on some of the things that science has found out about stars and planets and, you know, how things are created and continue to be, as he said in Genesis, be, exist, form, and they are continuing to obey the word of God. His love is on display every day in the sunrise and the sunset and the moon and the stars. And all these thousands of years later, with all the beauty in the world, with all the phenomenal things that happened in the heavens, in all that, he still loves you and me. He still knows us by name. He knows your name. The Bible says he knows the hairs of your head. But he cares and he knows that much. That's how loved you and I are. You know, when you parents have children, you know everything about your children. You can just see their facial reaction for the day and know if they're sad or if they're happy or if they've been crying or if they're tired and cranky or whatever. You know the one that you love. You know the one that you brought into existence. Same thing with God. He loves us with an everlasting love. He is for us. He is not against us. And he has created us for great things. First of all, to have a purpose in him, to love and be loved by him, to worship him, to show forth the praises of him that is called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So a few things to remember too. God's love did not stop at the cross or the resurrection because of these scriptures as well. First John chapter four, verse nine through 11. This is how God showed his love among us, that he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also Ought to love one another. I tell you what, brothers and sisters, I love you with the love of the Lord. I encourage you, reach out to somebody, tell them, tell your parents, tell your siblings, tell your your pastors, your mentors, your even your mentees. As we grow in God, we should have others that are coming up after us that we are showing God's love to. You know, that young woman, young man, God may place a young man under your life to mentor. Share the word of God with them. Share by testimony. Share by example. Share by the fruit of your life. But also share by love. Loving people where they are. Loving people for who they are. Loving people because of the way God created them according to his word. Not like the love that the world says. And it's a perverted love and a demonic love. You know, with homosexual love. Or loving this. Or loving that. Or loving adultery. Things that are contrary to God's word. No, that's not love. That's deception, manipulation, and lies. But we love people according to God's word. Another encouragement of God's love for us is Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39. It says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God 
that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Bible says, even if I choose to make my bed in hell, to reject God, to not believe that Jesus was Messiah, God's love would still be extended towards me. That's the beauty of God's love. Sometimes the beauty of God's love even causes you to think, man, Lord, there's no way in the natural, in our own power and human capability that I could love as God loves. Because sometimes we do feel that people have wronged us and they are unlovable. But when we have accepted Jesus and we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us, then we do operate in God's love towards others no matter what. You know, I was thinking about too earlier, Jesus's love was still extended towards Judas Iscariot. You'll remember that Judas was the man, the disciple that betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And in the garden, when Jesus was praying before the crucifixion and everything was going to come to pass, Judas was the one that came to kiss him and exposed Jesus as the son of God, as Messiah. He loved on him and he said, my friend, Jesus's love was still extended towards Judas. And that's the beauty of God's love. Jesus' love is extended towards all of humanity, all of creation, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, even the worst of the worst sinners in our mind, although all sin is equal in God's eyes, but even people that seem unreachable or unworthy, uninvited, less than, left out or lonely, and not deserving of God's love. God's love is still extended unto them. And who are we? Are we God? No. So who are we to say that God's love is not for that person or this person? No. God forbid. His love is extended to all. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Zephaniah three seventeen says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I tell you what, just the fact that we wake up every morning breathing, smiling, rejoicing, praising God, doing what we need to do throughout the day, whether that's an executive, a professional, um, a creative artist, or even a stay-at-home mom or dad. Whatever God has called us to do, when we do that to the best of our ability, 100%, we invest ourselves, and we do it with love, we know that we are serving and worshiping God. So I just want to close out and remind you today, Psalms 136, verse 26, give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. You are loved, brothers and sisters. God is good. He is faithful. He keeps his covenant of love even to a thousand generations. I tell you what, if you read back from ancient biblical times to today, I don't think we have reached a thousand generations yet. I could be wrong, but I don't think we have. So again, that's an example of how far God's love has been extended even to the present day, even beyond us. His mercy exists. His kindness exists. All of his characteristics all stem from the fact that he loves. Psalm 89 verse 2 says, I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you established your faithfulness in heaven itself. The earth is filled with God's love through creation and most importantly through us. We know the Bible says too, Who is man that he is mindful of us, that he would even care about us? 
that he would love us in regards to all of creation, all of existence. So I leave you with John 13, verse 34 and 35. It says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love one another. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So as we have come to remind ourselves of the love of God for us, remember to also share that love with others. It doesn't matter. We live according to God's word and God says, love all people. Whatever God calls you to do for other people, do it. So just remember, brothers and sisters, you are loved deeply, richly, purely walk in that love. All right. Till next time. God bless you.